Hello, everybody. Welcome to AU4H Radio. This is Real Talk with Donna, Lee, Lori. We're glad to be here tonight. Uh, the topic for tonight is a very serious topic. It's something that's just sitting on our heart, and we really want to, um, you know, present this in a you know in a respectful way. Uh, this is Every Child Matters, um, dealing with the recent news of the residential school in Kamloops, British Columbia, BC, in Canada, uh, right next to the province that I live in. And um, 215 children's bodies were found in a mass grave, um, you know, that, that no one knew were there. Um, and this is a real problem. It's been going on for a long, long time. And so our topic tonight, Every Child Matters, we're talking about residential school and institutional school uh, abuse. And this is something we've talked about before in the past. We've brought it up on topics before with, you know, on different shows at different, <coughs> different times because we do cover child abuse issues. And, but this is uh, in the news. It's, it's, all, it's fresh in our hearts. It's, a, it's the wounding is just all over again. Um, you know, I have a special place in my heart for, you know, those children and for those people, the First Nations people. The I do as well. Yeah, and it's it's just heartbreaking um, to know that there are even more. Uh, they suspect that there's many, many more children who will, you know, whose bodies will be found in mass graves, and they they know that there are more. They have found they have found some already, you know, before. But this is another situation that just happened, and it's just in the news now. So for anybody who hasn't been, you know, haven't heard of it or didn't realize this was going on. It's in the news. It's a Kamloops, uh, British Columbia, um, in Canada, and it's a residential school that was operating years ago, um, from the late 1800s to, or sometime in the 1800s to 1970, and then it closed, and then it became a museum. And the, the school they turned it into a museum and stuff. But uh, between the, you know, when it operated and when it was in operation. You know, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. Is is the fact that they forced? Uh, this was a religious institution that did this. Um, it was it was um, it was one of the religious groups out there, and they forced the children by law. These children, uh, First Nation children, were stolen from their homes. They were forced to go to these schools, and so this is what we're going to talk about tonight. Very very heartbreaking. It is. It's really sad. It is. It's tragic. I guess, like, when I heard it on the news, I guess I was even, like, in shock because it's, like, the first thing I thought was, how can people be so heart heartless? You know, like, they're poor, innocent children, and you're ripping them away from their parents and their homes and everything they know, and then you're, you're locking them up. You're treating them. You're not even treating them like human beings, and it, it's just, it's heartbreaking, some of the stories I heard yeah. today on video was just absolutely unreal. Like I'm sitting there and I'm listening to these people's sur survivor stories and it, it was heartbreaking. It was so hard to believe. And I'm sitting there and I'm crying for these people just knowing like what they went through and how they suffered and how they were tortured and abused and <clears throat> children that was killed actually was led to believe that they either ran away or whatever. And, one woman was telling her story and Lori, it was so heartbreaking because she said that a 
she was nine at the time and there was a six-year-old child in the bed next to her and that child died and as she was dying she was calling out for her parents and they wouldn't even call her parents she basically died alone and they never even told the parents that she had died and i just thought that was so i can't even imagine like there, there's yeah. no words for the way that these people were treated no it's it's barbaric um and the sad thing is is that these institutions were um were there and they forced those children the first nations children to go to those uh, residential schools because they needed to civilize them and yeah. it turns out that they they were the ones that were uncivilized the people running those schools they were the bar they were the, they were the <coughs> they, they were the barbar the barbarians not these first nations children who were innocent little children being ripped from their homes you know i mean i say stolen because sometimes they did take them out of their front you know out of their yards if they saw these children out in their yards they just take them but you know they'd make the parents quite often drop the children off at these schools and these parents uh, they knew because they had a lot of them had gone to those schools themselves or or someone in their family had and they they knew what was going to happen to their children in those schools but then they would check on their 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 sons their daughters you know to see how they were doing and they'd say oh they ran away the authorities of these residential schools would say oh no the, the, that child ran away we don't know where that child is and it turns out that child was dead yes dead and buried and this breaks my heart oh it breaks my heart i can't even fathom why like you said donna why someone would do that why how anybody could do that to another living being yeah it happens and we know that it does this is, <laughs> you know this is why we keep doing this this is why we keep talking and we keep sharing and we keep you know be, being their voice because these mm -hmm. children's voices were silenced their their lives were snuffed out i mean these little children were you know three years old four years old five years old and up you know youth um and they like some of them ran away and they'd be caught and they'd be the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police up here, um, in those days would force them to go back to those schools and take them back. And they would suffer abuse and beatings for running away. And, you know, maybe even be murdered, right? So they're, you know, they are look they're, they're, they're investigating now. And there's a, there's a new uh, bill, you know, that they've brought up. And they, there's all sorts of, because this just came to light, this is great because there'll be much more done and much more information out there now about the situation, which is good. And, you know, because this needs to be brought to light, more and more needs to be brought to light. Um, because we need to honor these children. We need to yes. honor them and we need to respect the First Nations people and, you know, pay tribute and honor the memory of these children who died needlessly at the hands of people who should have been looking after them and taking care of them they should have been at home with their families first of all yes and then you know sadly enough okay they're removed from their home to go to these residential schools they should have been looked after and cared for by those people not abused and tortured and sexually abused like they were and then murdered so you know i sit here tonight and i just my heart breaks for those children and the families that will you know you know they never knew what happened to their children 
there were many parents who sat there and just wondered where their child was because the authorities told them that they had run away and then they find out that they're they were murdered and you know it just breaks my heart it really does so you know with the greatest respect you know that we can possibly um, you know share with the First Nations people tonight you know you are in our thoughts and you're in our prayers you're in our hearts and our hearts are breaking and weeping for you and you know since I heard about this and I heard the news because I live pretty close I'm just one province away not that far just a, a few hundred miles from where this took place and we have a lot of First Nations people around us here in Calgary Alberta where I live and um, resident like a uh, you know reserves and, and all sorts of of Native American people here First Nations and you know I my heart just breaks for them it just breaks for them um, because they never asked for that they never asked for trouble they never asked to be treated like less than a person like they were non-human because they they looked differently or they spoke a different language many of those children were abused because they would they would speak their own language and then yeah. because they spoke their own language they would be beaten you know or starved or whatever or, or just killed i mean this is a horrible situation it, it, it we know it goes on around the world it's not just here in canada or north america the this happened in central america with the catholic church as well this happened in South America with the Catholic Church many, many years ago. We know this has been going on for a long, long, long time throughout history. This is just coming up in the news now with this Kamloops Residential School, and that's why we're talking about it. But this is not a new issue, and it's not no. something that people didn't know about. This has been going. This is an ongoing thing that's been brought to light many years ago, and it's just uh, it's so heartbreaking to know that so many people's lives have been affected by um, groups, religious groups, whoever they are, um, even government agencies, and, you know, who take no accountability for what they've done to these people. And, and show no, you know, uh, no remorse for what no, they've done not. to these people. Um, you know, I mean, like Lee and yourself, Donna, and me sitting here tonight, it's not our fault what happened at Kamloops Residential School. Oh, no, no. You know, it's not, but it, the issue is, is that it's, it's the ancestors who came here before us. It's their, it's, it's their doing. It's not our fault. But the thing is, is we need to honor them and honor their memory and, you know, keep, you know, sharing the awareness because, because like their slogan, you know, the First Nations people created that slogan with the beautiful, um, the feathers and, and whatnot, like the beautiful Every Child Matters slogan that's on Facebook and circulating around. Um, some artists probably probably did that it's beautiful and every child matters and it's just so true every child matters every child so that's why matter. it's just this is why we're doing what we do because we believe that every child matters and we really push it you know like most people yes. who know lee and donna and myself know that we rarely shut up about child abuse and <laughs> long enough to take a breath you know most, most almost everything that we do um, you know, involve some aspect of child abuse uh, prevention awareness because we know the children are dying out there even still today, you know, um, yes. whether it's a caregiver, you know, a parent, a, you know, stranger danger, or it's, or it's an institution. So you know, some type of, you know, 
whether it's a religious institution, governmental institution, whatever, children are dying and they shouldn't be at the hands of people who are killing them and, you know, abusing them and then they die from the injuries or just right out murder. And this is not okay. It's not okay. It never was okay. It wasn't okay back in the 1870s with the residential schools here in Canada or elsewhere no. around the world. And it's not okay now. No. <laughs> We're just willing to say it. No. So, Abuse of any know. kind is never okay. No. I, like I said, I, I was, I'm not much of a TV person, but today I literally sat down and I watched news videos and I was so shocked at the number of people that were affected by it. I was shocked by the number of people that went to these schools and then their children went to these schools and how the cycle of abuse continued because what was done to them at these schools, they did to their own children. And yeah. There, yeah. there was one woman today and she was kind of speaking out about it and she said, we didn't know any better. We were took there and she said we weren't treated very good. And the biggest thing that she kept saying was, you know, like um, she said, a lot of the boys, they would separate the boys from the girls, which for sleeping quarters and everything, I understand that. She said, but um, like the, the one boy, every time that um, it seemed like he was always in trouble, she said, always in trouble. And she said they would literally beat him in front of the other students so that they would know, you know, this would happen to you. And she said, you dare never want to go to the basement because if you went to the basement, chances were you weren't coming out of that basement. Yeah. And as she's sitting there saying that, it's like, I, I can't believe it. And then another gentleman, he was talking, he was 73 years old and he was talking about his experience. And he was saying about being in the shower. And he said, you know, they were teaching us how to bathe. And he said, we knew how to bathe you know, but they were showing us. And he said, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's enough that they show you one time or two times or three times. He said, but then it, it led to more. And he said, you don't need to be taught how to shower at every second or every day, he said. But what they were doing was they were sexually assaulting these boys in the showers. Mm -hmm. And he said he almost hated to shower because he knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It, it just, Lori, like I'm, I'm in shock. I don't even know what to say tonight because I cannot believe that people would treat other human beings, whether they're different or not. Yeah. I see people. I don't see um, colors. I don't see sexes. I don't see, I, I, I see people and I judge people. If you're good to me, I'm going to be good to you. And that's kind of like my motto in life. I don't care mm -hmm. if you're black, white, straight or gay none of that means anything to me you're you know what what your religion is does not matter what your background is we are all from different parts of the world we all have different things that we bring forward mm -hmm. but to just literally like judge people I, i'm not that person i i don't judge anyone and i taught my children to be the same way a lot of people say you know oh they see things in black and white i don't i see life in shades of gray and I believe that if everyone walked through life, just not judging everyone and not putting a, what word am I looking for? <laughs> like putting the, um, you know, like, oh, well, he's he's a black man or he's a white man like or- Labeling. Label yeah. people, yes, exactly, thank you. And yeah. if, if people would stop labeling and they would just say that man or that woman or, you know, it's like they always have to push this label on everybody. And it's like the label's got to stop 
we got to realize that people are people, human beings are human beings. And these poor little children, they didn't deserve what happened to them. No, they did not, not in any way, shape or form. But I guess what gets me the most is how can anyone, and I mean anyone, do those horrible things to a child and then look at themselves in the mirror and think that that's okay? I just, I just, I'll never understand. I'll never get it. No, I don't either. I don't understand how people can abuse anyone, let alone a a helpless child. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's just incredibly wrong um, what these children went through. And, you know, they were, you know, they were, they lost their culture. They lost their identity. Um, You know, the, the First Nations people because you know they were told you know you can't pray to to the god that you pray to and you can't speak your language and you can't um you know do the same things you know as far as customs go you have to do it our way and look what it's done to them look what it's done to their population it you know it stripped them of their own um, identity who are they you know, it's really heartbreaking that man, like humankind, does this to each other. It's like, oh, you're not like me, so you need to change. Um, you know, it's whoever has the power over the next group to say, okay, you're not like us, so you, we need to, we need to make you like us. You need to become a, like us in order for us to be able to tolerate you. It, it you know, that's not right. And it's been going on since time began. And it's like, when is this madness going to stop? Nobody fits into that box. Not one of us. No. You know, Um, we're all different. We all come from different backgrounds. And, you know, to try to put somebody and label somebody and put them in a box and say that they're a heathen or they're not civilized or, you know, we need to teach them, you know, like... Um, that's not, that's not okay. What's great is, you know, their language has come back. It's made a comeback and they, a lot, you know, they are actually teaching that in schools now, uh, the First Nations languages and as well as the Inuit and all that. So that's great. You know, anybody, other people can learn it too, if you want to, um, you know, it's a, it's a real language and there, so the language is coming back. The customs are coming back. The art's coming back. They're, you know, the younger people, the younger generations are, are getting back into the, the traditions of their, of their ancestors. And, yes. you know, Lee knows a lot about First Nations, a lot more than I do. And I think we should let Lee go ahead and speak, um, tell her, tell, say what she wants to say. And, you know, they say that up to 6,000 children have died, you know, in Canada. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta know that the number is far greater than that. I mean there were like hundred and fifty thousand children from the ages of at least four on up who were forced to go to the schools, who were forced into the residential schools and forced to assimilate to white culture. Um and their hair which is a very part, um, is a very deep part of um, Native American spirituality. They were, their, their hair was cut, 
they were forced to cut the hair upon entering the schools or um, shortly thereafter. They were not allowed to talk to each other. Whether you know, if there are siblings there, they weren't allowed to talk to each other. There, um, there's so many things that they did under the guise of, of the disguise of, you know, teaching them. Uh, there were lies, deceits. Is the abuse was unbelievably rampant. You know, the 215 children that were, whose remains were discovered in the mass grave. Um, there's so many more out there. This is just, this is incomprehensible that, that people can do this to one another simply because, you know, they're a different culture. And, you know, my, my skin is, is on the paler side, but my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, um, his mama was a full-blooded Cherokee. And, you know, I don't have paperwork or anything at this point, but, you know, I can only imagine you know, the horrors that she and, you know, her family had to live through. You know, when, when I read about this and, you know, it's, I wonder how many more children are they going to find? And there will be children yeah. whose remains they'll never find. No, um, that's right. You know, it's children, you know, you talked on about reading, you know, listening to the stories um, and reading the stories of those who survived. There was um, one story that I had read earlier today about um, a man who had gone there to the, actually to the Kamloops Indian Residential School. And, you know, he remembers, you know, he remembers a lot of, of the pain that they had to endure. There's so many stories out there. And the important thing is that we need to listen to their stories. Mm-hmm. It is important that we pay attention and it is important that we work together and ensure that this doesn't happen to any more children, to any more families. Kids were stolen from their front yard. They were kidnapped and, and forced to the schools. Um, there was There's so many different stories out there and, and it's heartbreaking. It's unbelievably heartbreaking when, you know, kids run, when the kids will run away um, from the schools and, and try to get away from the abuse, they were brought back, they were beaten in front of their peers, um, humiliated in front of them by making them pull down their pants or, or um, you know, expose their backside so they can be beaten in front of their peers. Their hair was cut, they, the food, the education um, was very, very poor. The food on the plates of the children were I know all I can all I can think of is, is mush compared to, you know, the grand feast that the teachers and the instructions and the instructors and you know the others at the school, the adults, you know, they ate very well. The children ate very poorly. They didn't learn very well. You know, they weren't taught. They weren't allowed to speak in their own native language. You know, yeah. they were forbidden from doing that. They were forbidden from doing anything that had to do with their culture. And the whole purpose of these schools, and there were, oh my goodness, I, I, well over, I, I don't even know how many there were. There were, there were so many, hundreds of schools. They were created for the purpose of forcing these beautiful Native American children, the indigenous people, 
into assimilating into white culture and they forced them to assimilate no matter what it took and abused them in every way imaginable and the impact on their language and their culture that they were forced to you know drop forced to leave behind is just it impacts on generations you know on the on the generations after them and you know this has been happening to the indigenous people for many decades many decades um you know like i think lori mentioned you know from the 1700s um and it's still happening it is still happening you know in residential schools um you know there were you know, they were forced to speak English. They were forced to learn English. They were forced to dress like white people and deny who they are. And, and but who they are, the you know, who the Native American children were and, and the survivors that um, made it through the horrors, who they are is in their spirit. But their spirit was really, it was trodden on. It was... They tried to kill them. They tried to kill their spirit. Yeah, you know, that's what abuse does. Yeah, kills. I know there were over. I think they said three hundred and fifty of those of the schools in. I'm sorry, across the states, there were more than three hundred and fifty residential schools created. Um, Native American boarding schools. They were established across thirty different states, and you know. Not many of those kids chose to go there voluntarily. Um, they say some chose, to, some went voluntarily, but I, I just, I don't see that. I just, not with everything that's coming out. Um, it is, it is heartbreaking for the families, for the loved ones, and for those who have survived, and what they have to live with, you know the traumas, the impact of all that trauma on them as children um, still has many of those survivors living in fear. And you know, no one should have to live in fear. Children should not have to be afraid. Um, yeah. And a lot of those schools, they were run by government people. They, many of them were purchased from um, the Catholic, um, I don't want to say diocese, um, if that's the correct word, but many of them were purchased because they were run by a lot of nuns and priests. Um, in fact, one of the stories that I had started to read about the um, the person, the survivor, they shared that they were taken right from their front yard by a nun and a priest. They were they were taken right from the front yard while they were playing, and you know, rushed into a car and just kidnapped and taken to the school. And unbelievable. Their parents, their their yeah, guardians, crazy. their loved ones, nobody had a say in it. They have a voice. Um but they weren't allowed to use it. They were squashed. They they were forbidden from you know being able to make any decisions. And mm. you know, we we have to sit down, sit back, listen to their stories, um, pay attention to what happened. Mm -hmm. and acknowledge the traumas 
acknowledge the horror and the traumas that these children live through and ensure that it doesn't happen again. You know, we, this is 20, we're in 2021 now, you know, but it's still happening. Um, we can do better. We must do better. Yeah. The children deserve better. The families deserve better. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's okay. This is very, it's very painful. You know, it's painful it to, to learn about what they went through. And I can't even begin to imagine how they feel, the survivors, no. you know, those who made it through. I can't even begin to imagine. So um, I'm going to pass on to one of you ladies at the moment while I gather myself. This is pretty just, this is incredibly upsetting. It's distressing. It is. And, you know, we've got to do anything and everything we can in our power to That's right. to help um, help the, everyone heal, um, to allow them to heal. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of resources as well, which that um, they were had access to for a long time. But we've got to do everything we can to ensure that this doesn't happen again That's right. to any more children. You know, I know there's, there's thousands of, of kids out there still buried and yeah. unfortunately their bodies may never be found. You know, their remains may never be found, um, yeah. which leaves their families not being able to rest and their souls not being able to rest in peace. So I'm going to turn that to one of you ladies. Thank you, Lee. It is heartbreaking. I've been sitting around all day, actually for days since I heard about it. I was shocked. I was, you know, it's not like abuse shocks any of us. We, the three of us, because we've dealt with child abuse stuff. Um, you know, like Lee and myself are survivors. So we've dealt with it our whole lives. But um, also we've been dealing with this for years, fighting against child abuse. So obviously it's not shocking. But what it, when I saw the post on Facebook, immediately my heart just sank. It just sank. Um, I felt the weight of the despair of the families, uh, you know, of the children that had been in that school, in that Kamloops residential school. You can hear their posts and you can read what they're saying and, and you hear the pain in their voices and what they're saying. And, you know, they're not coming back with a hateful message. They're, they're coming no. back with, we need help to heal. We need help to honor their memory. Um, you know, let us, you know, let us together honor their memory and let this not happen again. Um, you know, it's my heart just, I immediately wanted to go there to be with them. And, you know, um, they were inviting people to come along and join in this, in the ceremonies that they were holding for these children, this, in this, in this mass grave that they found the 215 bodies and, you know, they were going to have drumming and singers and they were going to do, you know, traditional um, First Nations, you know, ceremony for the children. I so wanted to be there with them. And I thought, well, the only way I can be there with them is in spirit because, you know, my heart, in my heart, I'm with them. And I think that's where the three of us, our hearts are with them here tonight. 
this is I've been my heart's been heavy ever since I heard the news. I haven't really um, thought about much of anything else, and because my mind is fixed on the heavy loss, and just knowing that there's more, there's going to be more, um, because now there's uh, a call to actually um, search out all the residential schools and search out all the grounds and find all the lost bodies of these children that were, that died in these schools that were unreported deaths. These were not reported. Yeah. They were not recorded. It, they didn't record these deaths. They killed these children and buried them out in the backyard is what they did. Um, and so, you know, this is, this is heartbreaking and I, all of us have felt the effects from this, the three of us. Um, when we came out, just before we came on the show tonight, we were like, our hearts are heavy. It's not going to be a fun yeah. show. It's not fun to talk about this. It, we want to be respectful and um, honor these people, the survivors, first of all, of you know any residential school, the First Nations people, and also the families for all of these children that have been lost through the ages, um, taken away from them, stolen, and... Uh, murdered and you know they never knew what happened to their family member and so yeah my heart's just broken and I've been having a hard time keeping it together actually f since I heard about this um, so yeah I mean Lee it's understandable I'm everybody's upset about this and it's we should be we should absolutely we should be, upset be about this yeah we, we really uh, should be yeah my thing I, is is I I heard them stories and it, like I'm in shock that like I, I'm actually lost for words and that don't happen very often. But like the things that these people were saying that they went through, it just makes me wonder like we see abuse every day from people that abuse children or neglect children. But to know that these people took these children, they stole them. I mean, they degraded them. They abused them severely, whether it be physically, mentally, sexually. Like they, they just, they had no value of their little lives. They had, they, they just threw them away like trash, like they were worthless. And mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm so shocked by that. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm lost for words because it's like, I don't understand how someone can treat a child so bad. I don't understand how anyone can treat another human being bad, but no. to treat a child, to mistreat a child or to hear, Lori, to hear these stories about how, um, they they were fed and like the little that they got. And the one story that really got to me today was the one girl couldn't eat vegetables. Every time she did, she would be sick to a degree. And the woman said that she was her, I guess she they their beds were side by side and she slept by her. And she said, this little girl, every time we get sick, she said they would literally make her eat her own vomit. Mm. That just... That got that got to me. It's like I, I can't even imagine. I I have kids and I have grandkids and and I look at them and I think there is nothing I wouldn't do for them. There's nothing I wouldn't do for any child. Yeah. But to literally know that someone could do that to force a child to eat their own vomit or to mm -hmm. physically abuse them or sexually assault them, it just it gets to me. I mean, they were through so much and they were ripped away from their families. They had no one. They were told if their child ran away that their or their child ran away that and really their child was killed, you know, yeah. or tortured. And it just I don't know, like I 
I feel so bad. Like I, my heart goes out. I'm just honestly, I'm lost for words tonight. Yeah, I know. It's so it's so heartbreaking. Um, you just can't imagine what they went through. You know, it's just to me, that's torture. That's uh, systematic torture. That's um, disregard for human life. And that's a crime against humanity. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is not okay. But we know even today it's still going on around the world. You know, we're talking mm -hmm. like worldwide. Um, and when are people going to change the way that they feel about children and about other people? When are we going to change that? Like, how many more generations have to have to go through this? Like, this is not okay. No. It's not okay to do this to children. Um, okay. And it doesn't matter, you know, where the child's from. It makes no difference. Well, children are children all around the world. Well, that's Why what I said earlier. I see people that that's what I don't understand. Like they looked at these little children because um, they were native American. And to me, it's like a child's a child. I don't care if you're black, white, purple, pink, or blue, a child's a child, a, a human being, a person's a person. And to really just to treat them like that because they wanted to beat the savage out of them or they wanted to, you know, make them civil. I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom that. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to like put into words, like I cannot believe that they would even think that a child was a savage, an innocent mm -hmm. child was a savage. It just, like I said, it's, it, it's unreal. I, I know that this happened, but it's like, it's just, it's so hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, I've read a lot of material on this particular subject and um, because I'm, in, I'm, I'm interested in history and I do a lot of reading and there's there that was the mentality of those people back in those days and it was uh very backward what possessed them to be so mean and rotten and hateful to children well i don't i think that they thought they were doing the right thing in their mind you know they they thought that that the the native american population you know you know needed to needed to be civilized like they were and they needed to you know to, to live life like they did. So in other words, you know, okay, your life is different than ours. So that's what I was saying earlier. They looked at them and they said, okay, you need to live like us. You know, you need to change your way of living. You need to talk our language. You need to get rid of your customs. You need to lose your history and all your culture. And you need to become one of us, right? And that's basically what it's called assimilation. And that's what a culture, that's what the cultures do to take over a people. They've been doing it for a lot, many, many years. Yeah, and it's it's happened throughout history. I mean, it, it happened back in the old days with the Persians. I mean, we're talking if you if you study history, like a, um, it's 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 there, right? But the thing is, is we should know better now. Um, this is 2021, and we've said this on several shows. <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> Let's wake up and smell the coffee. Um, how you know we've got the technology, we've got the information, you know let's change this right why is this still happening and it's like we know it's still happening around the world because this is the way that people are still doing uh, abusing children and they're still trying to assimilate other cultures and take them over and it's just like why is this still going on i don't understand but um it's it's sad and it never should have happened and my heart yeah. goes out to those people like like i was saying earlier like you said you know they wanted to like uh, because they thought they were savages they, they thought they were civilizing them and, and what I said earlier, I was like, you know, they, they are the ones that, that were the savages. 
Exactly. They, they were the ones that were uncivilized, you know, stealing and kidnapping children and forcing them to go to residential schools so that you can beat them and torture them and sexually abuse them. Um, I think they savage. knew what they were doing. I think they knew what they were doing and they covered it up to justify their actions to make it okay. Yeah, and I mean, the, the you know, sadly enough, institutions have been doing that for a long time, not just the religious institutions, but, you know, government institutions, too. Uh, it's a problem, and in, in that's why we have uh, human rights boards, and we have human rights uh, governing agencies and stuff now, because we're starting to wake up to the fact that this is not okay. But the thing is, is like, um, you know, back, especially in those days, uh, I mean, that's sad, because that's late, 1800s, I mean, that's not that long ago. Um, you know, my grandparents were born in the late 1800s. My great-grandparents were born in the mid-1800s. That just tells you um, there's not that many gener generations in my family. And it's like, it, it, it's, it hasn't been that long, in other words. <laughs> for, less, for some people it has, but for me it hasn't because my family all had children late in life and they lived to be really old people. So, you know, 1800s, I mean, that's not that long ago. And it's like, I, uh, it's sad that that was going on in those days. Um, I mean, even the 1600s, 1700s, this was going on. But now um, there's, you know, especially the stuff in the 1800s, there are more records of it. It's easier to get a hold of the records. And, you know, they still manage to try to, to bury the records with the children. They yes. said that I was reading some of the articles, the news articles and stuff that's out there, and they said that there were record keeping was a problem. They didn't keep track of a lot of the children, and they didn't keep track of why and how they died, um, and and the names of those that died. And so a lot of those children in those graves, they'll they will never know. They'll never know who they are. How, you know, necessarily the information surrounding their death, right? And it's just heartbreaking. It's horrifying. And as a people group, um, that's what broke my heart because, you know, thinking about the First Nations people up here, because I do live with very close with them. They live right in my area, in my city. And, um, you know, to think about them as a people group um, in their culture, in their, you know, the, the, the love, uh, you know, for their own, um, their own culture, their own people, their own language and their own history. To, to see this heavy blow that's been dealt them again, you know, again and again and again, it just breaks my heart because there's no excuse for that. There never was any excuse for that. And there isn't one today. <laughs> no. Um, there's no excuse for, you know, thinking that we can, you know, that we should be allowed, anybody, I'm saying we as a people, anybody should be allowed to just decide that they're going to just take over a group of people and say look we're going to change you we're going to do that through your children get your children in here we're going to change them they're no longer be able to speak their language they can't worship who you used to worship you're going to have to worship who we worship and you can't be who you used to be you have to be like us i mean that's I just i can't even imagine you know to me that's so wrong it's just so wrong um I don't like anybody putting me in a box, so I know that they don't like that either. Nobody does. You know, we're all yeah. individuals, and why we're being, we've always, people are always doing that, and they always have tried to put everybody into some sort of category, right? And um, that's just not okay. And I, my heart, like I said, I, my heart just breaks for those people. Um, I'll never know. I mean, I was abused, but that's, we, we all know what it is to hurt. 
Yeah. We all know what it is to hurt and to um, to feel pain and rejection. I mean, everybody's been rejected at some point. Everybody knows what it is to feel loss and sorrow and, and hurt and pain. But when you're when we're talking about a people group and a nation like the First Nation people, um, they know firsthand what it is to hurt as a people who have who were who were try basically tried to be you know annihilated as a people. You know, it's like okay, you can be around us and you can live with us, but you have to do it our way. Is what the the culture of the day said, you know, whether you want, it doesn't matter what color you want to call it, white culture, or, you know, the Anglos or whatever you want to call it, the people who were, you know, our ancestors who were here during that time, um, you know, who made those decisions, they, they wanted to force them to change to be like them, right? And I, I, my heart just breaks for them because they've had to find themselves. I watched many documentaries over the years about, um, you know, listening to them talking about their culture and how hard it was for them to try to find their, to find themselves and to find their culture again and to once again know who they are as a people and to, you know, hold on to those old traditions that they had, which were so meaningful and so powerful, you know, and so this is, I'm glad that they, you know, they, they, they've done a lot of great work to try to, you know, reach the young people to pick, you know, to, to get that going again, to revive the nation, the First Nation people. That's wonderful. So, you know, I, I think that's awesome. But in the meantime, then we have this sort of thing happening, and it's just another blow, another blow to them um, as a people group. And my heart, like I said, our hearts are with them. We're, our hearts are with all of you if you're listening and you know you're a, a, a indigenous first nations person and you you know you're sitting here listening to this you can know you know our hearts are with you um i just you know i grew up abused so i know what abuse is all about but the thing is is abuse uh, that type of abuse is different because not only were they abusing those children but they were uh, abusing their very to the very core who they were yes. because they were a certain uh, na a nation of people and they just tried to destroy that out of them and, 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 and turn them into something else. So those people were not only abused, the ones that survived then had to go on and, and, and have to learn how to exist in a world that tried to wipe them out as a people and as a culture and tried to destroy their language and everything that that, that was uh, that made them and identified them as who they were you know so yeah my heart's always been with the first nations people uh, because i've been um keeping my eyes open my whole life to what's been going on and you know it's incredibly sad it's just incredibly sad that we as people, you know, humankind on the planet <laughs> can't treat each other better. It's just that's, like, and especially children. I, that's what I said. I don't understand know. how people can just um, be so vicious and spiteful and hateful to children. I mean, th those stories that I heard today, they were just, they were surreal. Mm -hmm. You know, from the moment they got there, they were stripped, their hair was cut. 
Um, they weren't allowed to speak their language. They weren't allowed to know if they had siblings. They weren't allowed to speak. The one gentleman said that he actually saw his sister and he went over and hugged her. And he said they literally stripped him right in front of everyone. He said there was boys and girls there at the time. And they literally beat him with this whip. And he said that was to teach other students they weren't supposed to talk if they knew somebody. <laughs> how, how can you how can you do that? It just like I said, Lori, I'm at a loss for words because I just cannot imagine doing that to children. I can't imagine abusing children or sexually assaulting children. I just and to kill children and bury them and have no remorse and no one takes any accountability for their losses or for their murders. It just, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it's evil. It, it is evil. Yeah, like I no said, I'm just, my heart is heavy tonight. I'm lost for words because it's, I don't even know what, how to react or what to say because I cannot believe that we as human beings treat other human beings, especially children in a manner that they did and no one's saying anything about it. It was just left go all those years. Those children were just buried and forgotten. Yeah, yeah. And that's the heartbreaking thing. You know, where, like, where's the accountability? Even to yeah. this day, what, what is upsetting to me is, and, and unless something's changed since we went on the air, um, the church has not taken any accountability whatsoever for for these actions. They, they haven't said anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when do you say something? When do you take accountability? When do you acknowledge what you allowed? I think until they have uh, more proof, they, they probably won't say anything. Eventually, they probably will. But I think right now they're going to wait until they get some uh, talk to some some people and figure out how to best handle it. Um, the government is, uh, of Canada is actually acknowledging this and you know, already setting up groups to deal with this. So there's lots happening behind the scenes right now up here. Um, you know, we're just talking about it as three women who care, you know, real yeah. talk. Um, but there is a lot of news. So if anybody's interested in this, you know, you can find that there is a lot going on. Um, and there's agencies actually being set up to actually deal with this and to, to help the First Nations people and to start looking at all of the residential schools that are known um, that they know of. They said there were schools that were there that they really can't even remember. They can't keep track of where they were because they've been lost throughout history. So there's more. There will always be more. But the ones that they actually know of, they're going to they're going to comb them with the with that ground radar technology, and they're going to look for gra mass graves. They're going to try to find them. Trying to try to find them all. So there is work being done, and the there'll be a lot more done, but we're, you know, we just wanted to come on and talk to it from our hearts um, because, yes. you know, um, we care about children and we care about all children. And I love that the, 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 the saying, the little, um, you know, the logo that they came up with was every child matters. And that just, you know, to us, we always talk about that every child matters. And to, when I saw that, it just, I was just like, we have to do a show on this because every child matters. Yeah. Every single child matters. Yes, they do. And I wish more people would feel the same way so we could stop and prevent child abuse. But unfortunately, the world is very sick and there are a lot of people out there who don't mind hurting children and killing them. But we're going to keep saying it. Every child matters. I know um, Lee has something that she wants to say here. She wanted to yeah. add in. And um, traditions, cultures, and the sacred way of life 
those those things are all handed down from the elders, you know, to the generation after them. And a lot of that got lost, you know, with all these with the children who who died as a result of um, the horrendous abuses and the extreme, the severe punishment um, that was inflicted upon them simply because they're indigenous people, they are Native American, and that they were not white. And, you know, they have voices, the survivors, so many survivors out there, many of them will not choose to talk about what happened to them because it is far too painful to revisit all that trauma. And there are others who are speaking out and, you know, so that others can become educated and learn from what they survived. And, you know, just take the time um, to listen, to watch, to hear, to read their stories. And know that they are extremely painful stories. There's trauma that they are revisiting um, from their past. So just take your time and just be warned and just be kind, be kind to others. It's, you know, it doesn't take anything to be kind. It's nothing at all. Um, and every child matters. Absolutely every child matters. That's right. But take the time to listen to their stories and, you know, educate, get educated, whether you're in, you know, whether you're, um, I don't know, I just, I lost the words, I apologize. Um, but take the time to, to do all that, to get educated and know that a lot of their, their culture and their stuff is, it is handed down by, um, by the elders and it's oral tradition, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, some cultures are, you may have books on how to do this, how to do that, this culture, this tradition, but, um, a lot gets lost because they weren't able to, you know, share it. They weren't able to pass that on because the children were killed. Um, and you know, we 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 need to do something. We need to do a we need to do a lot better. We need to just stand up, speak out. We need to pay attention to those who are sharing their stories and to share and to pray. Um, however, you know, each of you out there who is listening or watching, however you pray um, and, yeah. and talk to your creator, talk to the great spirit. Um, my heart is incredibly broken and my spirit is heavy. Um, these are tragedies that could have been prevented. They mm -hmm. absolutely could have been prevented. These children were killed for simply being alive and being mm -hmm. Indian. Yeah. And that's unacceptable. And we can't allow that to continue. We can't allow it to happen again. No. No. Okay. No. We, and that's why it's so important. Everybody yeah. needs to take a stand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We all have to be a voice for children. And like you said, Lori, every child matters. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Um, mm -hmm. Tonight we are with a heavy heart. We're at loss for words, as you notice throughout the show. We have so much that we want to say and that we think, but it's it, it's extremely hard because our hearts are hurting for these families, these people. Mm -hmm. um, but we do thank you for joining us, and we will be keeping these families in our thoughts and our prayers. We invite you to join us back next week. Um, 
if you have any questions or want any information about AU4H or AU4H radio, the, um, the, the information is in the description or you can visit us at www.au4h.weebly.com. We thank you again for joining us and we look forward to joining you all next week. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night.